For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The World Wrestling Federation, the major leagues of professional wrestling. With WrestleMania in the bag, and a president decided we would start off the night after WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw with the new WWF president, Eric Bischoff, coming to the ring. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I told you that I would be running not only Monday Night Roar, not only X Factor, but the entire World Wrestling Federation as the new WWF president. And I am, and I stand to this ring victorious and triumphant as the rightful winner. There was no shenanigans, there was no cheating. My guys, the Kings of Wrestling, won the match. And I won the war. Now I could stand in this ring and gloat all evening. I could have a shower of confetti. I could have balloons. I could have pyro. But that's not what I'm going to do. Instead, what I'm going to do is announce that under my regime, there will be more special events. More pay-per-views. As I feel like this company is squared down on them a little bit. And I know that... The big, tri-branded, co-branded Wrestle Kingdom event is just around the corner in a couple of months. But I think we should have a pay-per-view of our own before that. And that pay-per-view will be the return of Backlash. Yes, you heard me right. Backlash will be returning in May. And what matches will you see on that card? Well, let's start with the World Wrestling Federation Championship and the new WF Champion, Brian Danielson. He will be defending that championship and he will defend it again. Whoa, 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 hold up there, Chief. President, or whatever you are now, congratulations, you won. You're in charge now of everything. But one thing you're not in charge of is the fact that at WrestleMania, I won the number one contendership battle royal for a championship match, a world championship match, at any time of my choosing. And well, 
I've chosen. I'm not gonna wait. You're bringing back Backlash. It's gonna be the next pay-per-view. I am cashing in my WF Championship shot for that night. It's gonna be me against Brian Danielson for the WWF Championship. Oh, really? Okay, I'll, I was gonna announce some sort of tournament or something, but I suppose it's as a legitimate claim as anybody. You did win the Battle Royal last night. You want to become champion on the big stage, the nearest and biggest stage possible. Okay, I get that, but let me just remind you of something. Brian hasn't been in the main event picture for the better part of the last five years. Well, where have you been? Oh, you've been around, you've done some great things, but you've not exactly been in the main event picture. And the only time you were was that little Saturday Night's main event shot against Samoa Joe, and we all know how that ended. So, I know you got lucky at a battle royal last night, but what makes you think that you're good enough to face Brian? I mean, hell, you've cashed in the shot, you're going to face him, but what makes you think you're going to beat him? Because I'm hungry. Because I want, no, I need that championship. I need the spotlight that I should have been given a long time ago. Yeah, you're right. Brian has been in the main event picture, but it took him five years to become WWF champion again, and there's a reason for that. Things are changing around here. You were the new leadership, whereas for many years you were in charge over on the other channel. Now you're here, now you're in charge here. Definitely things have changed. Brian has finally become champion again. Fantastic for him. But what it also means is that it's time for finally someone to acknowledge how good I am and where I belong. I've been content doing what I've been doing for the last few years, locked up in rivalries and feuds mostly over the Intercontinental Championship. And while I respect that championship and I think I was one of the best ever with it, I want to step to the next level. I want to show the world what I am capable of. I want to show them that I deserve to be in the main events. Alright, you want your shot? You and Brian? Backlash? It's on. One of the other major developments has to do with Abyss and Jack Jester. The night after WrestleMania, Jack Jester would berate Abyss in the backstage area. This is the highlights from that and what followed over the following weeks. What the hell was that last night? You failed me, you had one job in that match, and that was to make sure that I wasn't eliminated and failing that to win it yourself. You not only failed to keep me in the match, even though I'm sure you could have if you actually paid attention to what was going on, but then you went and got yourself eliminated as well. You know what you're gonna do? You're going to make it up to me. You're going to go out there and show me the monster that you can be. You are going to destroy this entire federation until only you and I stand. Until I say I'm satisfied with who you have destroyed. So go out there, find a target, destroy them. Find another target, destroy them. And I'll let you know when you've impressed me. 
One by one, Abyss has torn through the entire WF roster, but Jack Jester does not seem impressed. No, 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 you need to think bigger, badder. If the Undertaker was around at this time of year, I'd send you after him, but we need to find somebody just like him. We need to find somebody with just as much power, as much status, as much... I've got an idea. Oh, it's almost May after all. And the night after the attack at Spring Stampede, Jack Jester and Abyss would come to the ring for an interview. Jack Jester, we have seen for weeks how you have had Abyss target the roster and he has decimated through them, beating everybody up and down on Monday Night Roar. But last night we saw the ultimate goal. You said last week that Abyss should target somebody of the stature of The Undertaker. And since The Undertaker has not been around as of late, you had Abyss appear on Spring Stampede last night, the NWA pay-per-view, and attack the IWGP champion, Kane. What do you have to say about this? <laughs> I said that Abyss needed to make it up to me. He needed to defeat an opponent and prove the monster that he is. And what better way of doing that than to target the monster. You see, the Phenom is a legend. He and Sting rule their yards, their lands on their respective channels, but Kane... Kane has been nothing short of absolutely dominant. He has destroyed everybody in the NWA so much, backwards and forwards and up and down again, that he had to expand. And now he's destroying everybody in the other promotions as well. So he won the IWGB Championship from Jushin Liger. And now he travels in all four promotions in the major wrestling world. And he has this open challenge policy. The title has an open challenge policy. So I figured, why not have Abyss target Kane and what better time than in May when we're about to head into the co-branded pay-per-view event? Oh sure, Abyss could have targeted Kane and challenged him for backlash, but that wouldn't. That wouldn't give the impact that I have in mind. You see, for years, Abyss has been compared to Kane. For years, Abyss has been called a Kane knockoff. He has been called somewhat of a mix between him and Mick Foley. And last year, Abyss dispatched Mick Foley. This year, he dispatched James Mitchell, his very own Paul Bearer. He is shedding the identity as the second-rate Kane and is now becoming the first Abyss. And what better way of doing that what better way of proving himself to me, of proving his loyalty and his abilities to me, and also to redefine himself, redefine his legacy, and make Abyss 
better than Cain than by defeating him at Wrestle Kingdom in front of thousands strong and millions watching at home all worldwide and defeating him for the IWGP Championship. <laughs> I can think of no more perfect situation for Abyss to finally break free. But why just hear it from me? Why don't you hear it from Abyss? Oh yes, he talks now. Put that microphone in his face. Kane! Very soon, Doomsday will be upon us. Not only am I gonna demolish you, I will slaughter you. You are gonna feel what pain really is. You might be able to beat me, you might be able to put me down, but you will not stop me. There is nothing that I will do to myself or to you to get a victory and to become IWGP Champion. <laughs> Last night, Abyss did what nobody else has ever been able to do. Ever! He hospitalized Kane. He beat him so savagely that he was carried away on a stretcher. Now tell me! Who is going to walk away in Japan? This interview's over. <laughs> In the weeks that would follow, Kevin Sullivan would continue to reply to the two on behalf of Kane, and the two would even almost meet in the center of the ring. But on Monday Night Raw, a couple of weeks later, Kane would respond himself. Abyss, your challenge has been accepted. When we meet, prepare to burn in The night after WrestleMania would also see an interview with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, the brand new Intercontinental Champion. Randy Savage, congratulations on becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Oh yeah, last night I said I was going to walk into WrestleMania and reclaim the gold. The gold that I lost at WrestleMania a long time ago. And it seems that I have a trophy on my arm, and somebody doesn't. If I could just take a moment to talk about my official challenger at Wrestle Kingdom. Ric Flair! 
Ric Flair. What you did to me last year has haunted me ever since. I wake up in the morning and I walk over to my mirror and I look into it and I see your eyes. I see the eyes of Elizabeth. And I hear your words. The words that you have echoed ever since taunting me. And you have claimed how much better you are because you are an almost two-year reigning champion. Well, you're not a champion anymore, are you? But I am. You are no longer the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, but I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion of the world. Yes, I am. So it seems, Ric Flair, that now I have something to put on the line when I face you in the Tokyo Dome. Oh yeah, lots of thousands will watch on as I bring this Intercontinental Championship against you and I'm going to put it on the line. I'm going to put the title on the line, Flair. And in that match, in that match, Ric Flair, you can possibly become Intercontinental Champion and then you could be on both Natural and Roar. You could do what CM Punk did, what Brock Lesnar did, you can cross over. But to do so, you gotta go through me, and you gotta go through the hatred that I have for you. This championship is just a little bit of extra motivation. Cause see, see, when I get you in the ring, I'm gonna hear all the words that you have spoken. I'm gonna hear everything you have said and done. And I am going to kill you. Because, Ric Flair, I don't want this to be any ordinary match. I'm challenging you to make it into a no-holds-barred street fight! I faced you in a cage, I faced you for an hour, I faced you every single way, but this way, one man will work out with the gold, and the other man won't work out at all. Ooh yeah! Savage would then be attacked from behind by the former Intercontinental Champion, Austin Aries, who would beat him down and proclaim that he is cashing in his rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. Over the following weeks, Bischoff would tell Aries that he has no right for a rematch, that the rematch clause is null and void in the modern era. However, Aries would continue to push it and Randy Savage would eventually accept and the two would be booked for a steel cage match. At Backlash. One other thing that would happen is that JBL would quit Eric Bischoff's office, saying he had to step down as his chief of staff because he has a higher calling. Bischoff would be disappointed, but allow him. And the very next week, we would see what he had in mind. The Easy Riders already in the ring for a matchup. <laughs>
The crowd look on in shock and awe as it is the debut of a brand new team. Alberto Del Rio and JBL with their manager, Ted DiBiase. All coming out of JBL's white limo and all three JBL logos having been replaced with new ones and dollar signs. The new logos reading, The Millionaire's Club. The new wealthy team would then go on to defeat the Easy Riders and get on the microphone as Gene Oakland would enter the ring. Well, gentlemen, uh, certainly an impactful debut here for three very familiar faces, but not as a unit. Ted DiBiase, you've got to be the mastermind behind all this. <laughs> for too long! I bided my time on the NWA roster, sitting up my contract, but now it seems that I'm in need of some employment. And what better time than the time when these two gentlemen were also being brought in. JBL stepping down as the chief of staff to once again become an in-ring competitor. And Eric Bischoff couldn't understand it, but he understands it now that these two men have come together. These two millionaires have merged their fortunes. This this is the ultimate merger that will step on any one who gets in their way and just like the big corporations that these two men own just like the ones that they are just like they will stomp on all the smaller companies all the smaller investments around here until they are the tag team champions <laughs> Mr. Bischoff you can understand but now, hopefully, you do. As you see, standing in this ring, not only the wealthiest man south of the border who came here legally, by the way, and the man, the wealthiest this side of the border. It is Mexico and America United. It is Lucha Libre and sports entertainment combined. It is the merger of two millionaires to become a billionaire tag team. It is the million dollar man. It is the king of the stock exchange. And it is the prince of Mexico. And we have come together for one reason and that is to dominate the World Wrestling Federation like it has never been dominated before. Mr. Bischoff, I helped you get to the top and hopefully you will in kind give me every opportunity towards tag team greatness as we become wrestling gods. Once, once I was king of the NWA once I was the most important man in the world. And now, with these two men who are in an exclusive club like myself, the Millionaire's Club, we will once again rule the world. All I hear, all I've heard for years is about the shield. Well, now it's time for the shield to be challenged because every man has their price and every man can be bought. 
The next week, after the Shield would win a match, they would come out. The Millionaires Club coming to the ring and offering them buyouts. Offering to buy the tag team titles off them. Rollins and Reigns say that they've held these titles against everyone, beat everyone, and the tag division just got a whole lot bigger with the unification. So they better wait in line. They are not selling out their tag team titles and if they want a shot, they've got to beat people. They've got to go through the rest of the division and earn it. The Shield would then look for a brawl, but the Millionaires would bail and regroup. Over the next couple of weeks, the Millionaires Club would continue to get wins over other teams, including the Hardys, the Dudleys, and the American Wolves, the two former, as well as the Easy Riders, being released shortly after, all with underhanded tactics. Meanwhile, the Shield would continue their dominance, retaining their tag team titles in a rematch against the Triad. Meanwhile, Forever Hooligans would make a storm on the new unified tag team scene, and defeating teams on both shows. And after this, they would be announced as they knew number one contenders and would face the Shield for the titles at Backlash. After a rundown of the recent draft, JR and the returned Jerry Lawler would then throw to what's been happening with Barrett. And it has indeed been some bad news for Wade Barrett. You see... With what has happened, Wade Barrett and Rockstar Spud have continued to be punished by Bischoff for siding against him. Barrett would take it up with him in his office, but be told that in war, there are winners and there are losers. He had to put up with Vince McMahon after he beat him in the Monday Night War, and now Barrett has to learn to like the taste of crap too. He would then book Barrett in a handicap match against the Kings of Wrestling and Rockstar Spud in a match against Jack Jester. Barrett would obviously lose his match. Spud, meanwhile, is destroyed in a graphic display. And when Spud fights back, he is punished even more. Jester finally and mercifully ends it with a last laugh pile driver, but doesn't end it there. Calling out Abyss to help him, the two would destroy Spud until Barrett would make the save, but he's beaten down again! Until the message from Kane that we saw earlier would appear. That would distract them enough for Barrett to recover Spud and help him to the back. We would then find out that Bischoff has made a match for Backlash. It will be the Millionaires Club against Barrett and Spud. There once was a man who ruled this place with an iron fist. He achieved greatness. And he still to this day sits on the throne that he created. He's a man you people used to fear. And over time you got used to that fear. You accepted that fear. You respected that fear. And that fear turned into respect, which turned into admiration, which eventually turned into full-grown love of this man. I am talking about one man who thinks he is the lord of darkness, who thinks he is the ruler of the creatures of the night, who thinks he is a phenom. I'm talking about the Undertaker. And Undertaker 
for almost a quarter of a century, you have ruled this land. You have ruled this kingdom that you call your yard. But where are you, Undertaker? Have you returned back to the darkness after WrestleMania? Even though you won, was that match with Stone Cold just too brutal for you? Could you not take the pain anymore? Did you have to succumb and go back into your own personal hell? I know you did, man. I know you did. And as one of those people that used to admire you so much, I can't stand to see you like that, man. Let me fill my destiny at Wrestle Kingdom. Let me put you down. Go off quietly into the night, never to be seen again as the people that you call creatures turn into fireflies and now worship me, the God of War, the new face of fear, Bray Wyatt. Undertaker, I will give you time, man. But don't push my patience. You may not believe me, but I know things that you know. And I am not afraid to use them, man. <laughs> find me, Undertaker. Or I'll find you. The following week. think you are fit to step into my yard. And at the Tokyo Dome, you'll be stepping into a league of which you have never tried before. You have stayed down there in your little world. And you have spun your tales about being the new face of fear. Well, it's easy to be the new face of fear when you have nobody to challenge you, when you have no equal of that kind in your little world. And now because you think you are a big enough fish in a small enough pond, you think you can go ahead and cross over into the ocean. The ocean that I have dominated. If that is the small pond and this is the ocean, then I am the great white shark and I will swallow you whole. You want to know why I disappeared after defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin and sending him away at WrestleMania? It's because I know that if I am around for too long, 
there will not be a WWF left. Every man that has stepped up to challenge me has been sent away from this company, from my yard, with the tail between their legs. Everyone from Brock Lesnar, to Chris Jericho, to Bret Hart, to Stone Cold Steve Austin has come up against me, lost, and gone elsewhere, usually to that little place that you think you run. Well, I don't see gold around your waist, boy. And I sure as hell don't see death in your eyes. What I see is a man who believes in his self-hype too much. What I see is a man who thinks that he is the new face of fear. Well, there is only one face of fear in this world and the next. And that is death itself. And you, boy, are looking into its eyes. And if you proceed with this challenge, if you want to face me in the Tokyo Dome, then I accept. Because you are about to find out what real fear is. Bring your fireflies. Bring your buzzards. Bring your family. They'll bring. Abigail, for they will all, like her, rest in peace. Sarah Delray. Word on the street is you've been calling me out. Oh, you pretend like you're calling out everybody. But see, I know better. I know exactly who you challenge at Wrestle Kingdom is aimed at. See, this is something that has been building for a long ass time. You have dominated and killed everyone, beat everyone up and down your division for the last two years. I've been doing it over here for the last five. I'm a six-time women's champion, and you've held yours for over two years. You both know the problem. We're bored. We're bored because there's no more challenges on the horizon in either of our divisions. Oh, Beth Phoenix or Mischief could get lucky, but we both know it's only a matter of time before we get them back. Beat them back. So here's what I have in mind. You want to challenge me? You want to face me in the Tokyo Dome? Well, I say it's not just going to be a match. It's not just going to be a match for your belt. I say I bring this here, and you bring yours. And I say we make them one and the same. I say we unify these bitches until we see which bitch survives. Who is the baddest? Who is the biggest? Who is the most dominant woman in the wrestling business ever? See you in Japan, where we'll find out. I'm gonna beat, batter, and deep fry your lily white ass!
The night after WrestleMania, AJ Styles came out pissed off that Brian has his belt and demands a rematch on that very night. But Samoa Joe would come out saying that he failed at WrestleMania and it's time for him to get to the back of the line. AJ then reminds Joe that he lost his match as well. Joe agrees, but he says at least he lost to a monster. AJ just lost. AJ then would attack Joe, but Joe would choke Styles out. The week after AJ would attack Joe in return, attacking him as he was coming out for a match, throwing him off the stage, and then giving him a Styles clash on it. The week after that, Joe would storm into Bishop's office, throwing off a neck brace and demanding a match with AJ at Backlash. And he gets it. Meanwhile, over on X Factor, Tyler Breeze was shown firing the Big Show for not breaking up the pin at WrestleMania, for not helping him. Big Show yells he would have got him disqualified since the bell had rung, but Breeze hears none of it and yells at him to leave. Big Show doesn't seem to care and wishes him a sarcastic good luck without him. Kenta would continue to dominate as champion, but is shown to be angry at the other two triad members for losing to the Shield. Twice. He would then tell them to get their balls back and have them wrestle and beat top several and have them wrestle and beat several top tag teams. Meanwhile, Adrian Neville would continue to rise back through the ranks, beating Tyler Breeze and Christopher Daniels in a triple threat match, as Kenny would then be announced as the number one contender to face Kenta at Backlash. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.